baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news while working from home, homeschooling the kids. Just download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest episodes on the show. A little renegade by Sticks, the long arm of the law. <laughs> That's appropriate for our next guest. So the Kansas Supreme Court ruled Wednesday that a congressional map drawn by lawmakers is legal under the Kansas Constitution. The ruling creates a landmark decision in the state court that had never previously considered the legality of what some are calling a clear case of gerrymandering. I say it's a clear case of, you know, spilt milk, but whatever. Joining us now to walk us through the ruling and how the decision may impact the November election is Attorney General Derek Schmidt, our next governor. General, thank you for joining us this evening. Hey, John, thanks for having me on, and thanks for not making me sing along with that fine tune that uh, introed this segment. <laughs> you know, one of these days, you do have a, a, a definite base, a, a phenomenal base. I think you and I could actually, if we get two others, we'd make a nice little barbershop quartet, brother. Well, not before the election. <laughs> How about if I get if I promise not to film it? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, Derek, tell me, is the lower court had de- had declared the map unconstitutional? They said it was a gerrymander. The Supreme Court's the two-page ruling overturned that decision, um, but they didn't really give the reasoning behind it. Nor did the seven justices tell us how they voted. Right. That's right. Uh, There's going to be more to come. The court said that uh, essentially they're giving us this very succinct bottom line ruling, which is that the map is upheld. It's constitutional. We can use it. We can rely on it, proceed with the election. And then they're going to take a little more time and write the more complete ruling that lays out their reasoning. And we'll know exactly how the justices, but well, presumably we'll know how they voted um, and if there are any dissents or concurrences. So we, we don't yet know the down in the weeds details, but we do know the bottom line. And the bottom line is this map is legally satisfactory, and the election can proceed to use it. So the filing deadline is June 10th. No further appeals are, are likely, correct? I mean, it's this is it. We're done. Move on. That's right. I mean, you never say never until we actually read the opinion. The appellate time runs, and you know the other side says they're not going to. But I cannot conceive of a basis that uh, would present a reason for appeal for the other side. I think we're done. It's uh, it's been a good week for you. Uh, this week, you also won an injunction in federal court blocking the Biden administration from proceeding with their plan to lift Title 42 border restrictions. They were supposed to schedule tomorrow, right? 
That's right. Tomorrow was the day that the president's administration had announced they were going to lift these Title 42 restrictions. And that, you know, even the Department of Homeland Security, the Biden administration's own DHS, said that they expected up to 18,000 uh, oh. migrants a day to start hitting the border. And so, you know, the, the consequences were potentially very, very large. And we were pleased we got this injunction in place. I hope it holds. I'm, I'm optimistic. The Biden administration hasn't given up. They've quickly appealed or said they're going to appeal the injunction. So we'll get to litigate it now in the Fifth Circuit. But I felt very good about the district court's ruling, and it, it's the right outcome. Where do we stand on that case? So you say the Biden administration's already appealed. I mean, what are they? They're they're trying to appeal it based on on what? Just because it's policy that he promised to his base when he ran for election? I mean, what's the justification? Yeah, you know, essentially we're arguing about uh, how the CDC has the what mechanisms it has to use when it makes these sorts of decisions. And our view and the one that prevailed in the lower court is that it's it's like issuing a rule or a regulation and there's process, an opportunity for notice and comment and input and all of that. And because the administration skipped all of that stuff and and states for example were unable to present arguments on uh, why it may be a bad idea to go ahead and lift the the Title 42 restrictions that the administration had to stop. Their their view is that these aren't like rules and regulations. It's just, quote-unquote, just a public health order, and CDC can essentially do it at once. It can enter the order. It can lift the order uh, without any sort of special process or opportunity for input. We think that's wrong. Obviously, they think that's right, and that's really technically what we're fighting about in the case. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad to see that, again, you had the two wins. Uh, I just hope that that's, I hope that streak continues, General. I really do. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. You know, one of the things, John, that's just driving me crazy, the Biden administration continues to fight us on all of these vaccine mandates. Yeah. Uh, the, the OSHA mandate went away. I mean, they withdrew that. And I, last time I checked, they hadn't republished. But all the other mandates, the ones that we have blocked by a uh, court order plus the one that we didn't get blocked, which is the CDC mandate. Uh, they're, they're fighting us tooth and nail on all this stuff. Uh, it's kind of dropped out of the headlines because we're now down in the, you know, the legal weeds and appellate courts. But you'd think maybe they would just sort of quietly go away on some of this stuff. They got their hands slapped by the courts. The the pandemic has waned, uh, but uh, no, they're still fighting for for uh, you know the power they've exercised here. So obviously we're fighting back. Do you think they're fighting that just to preserve their ability to impose them in the future? I mean, it's sort of like why Laura Kelly vetoed the mask mandate legislation the legislature passed, because she wanted to be able to preserve her ability to impose that type of restrictions in the future. I think that's right. Uh, You know, they don't want to be boxed in by a legal ruling that says they can't do this. But uh, I I don't know. I think they'd be well advised just to to. uh, uh, let things go. But nonetheless, here we go. We'll yep. find it. Well, you know, again, appreciate you fighting. We're, we're talking with Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Uh, another major story came out this week, but hasn't really, like the last one, hasn't been covered <laughs> by the local news much, was a report from the Kansas Department of Labor that showed the Kansas economy under Governor Kelly lost 100 private sector jobs in the month of April. But here, here's the here's the really good news. We added 600 new government workers. Oh, go, <laughs> woohoo! That's great news. <laughs> I know, isn't it something? Yeah, this has gotten. I, I haven't seen any uh, press attention on it. Maybe there's been some, but we we actually pulled the monthly jobs report and, of course, went through it. And and that was just a shocking number to me. They created 600 new government jobs, lost 100 
uh, private sector jobs and seem proud that the net is 500 jobs up. And, I, you know, that's obviously not a sustainable path, separate apart from any philosophy. You can't just keep taxing people, using the money to hire more people and not kill the goose that, that laid the golden egg. And so it's, uh, it, it's distressing. If it, if, it, if it weren't so distressing, it'd be, you know, funny, but it's, uh, it's really distressing. It's, it's moving us in the wrong direction. We're supposed to be growing the state, uh, not just not the government. State government. Yeah. Well, and this, this, despite the fact that the U S economy seems to be recovering, I, I saw 94% of jobs lost to COVID have been recovered nationwide, but Kansas is at 77%. So this is the same That's trend right. that we're seeing statewide at the, here as well when it comes to recovery. That's right. And, and you know, those numbers you just used, John, those are the Kelly administration's own numbers. It's from their Department of Labor. Uh, again, hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but uh, we have lagged way behind in terms of recovering those jobs that were destroyed by the lockdowns in March and April of 2020. Uh, the nation as a whole doing much, much better at uh, getting back on its feet, uh, get back to where it started than Kansas is. And uh, that's nothing to be happy about. We're not happy about it, but it is something we need to point out because I think it, it illustrates the sort of lackluster leadership in this administration. General, I, I saw last Sunday you participated in the National Peace Officers Memorial Day ceremonies across the state. Uh, most people ha- are probably aren't aware we've already seen 107 law enforcement line of duty deaths in 2022. There were 623 who lost their lives last year, yet many Democrats still call for defunding the police in this country. It just seems like, I mean, will these people never learn? I, I saw your comments and I, that you, you made at part of the ceremonies on, on you know, commemorating the day. It just seems like they're tone deaf in so many ways. This is just another one. Well, I, I don't disagree with that conclusion, John, and, and with respect to law enforcement in particular. I mean, here are these men and women who go out on the street every single day and keep us safe. They stand between uh, innocent private citizens and people who do harm and do uh, terribly violent things and, and things that are almost unspeakable in some cases. And they're, they're what give us the ability to have a civilized uh, community society that uh, so many people are able to live in without really knowing what it takes. So, you know, we ought to be saying thank you each and every day, and we ought to be investing more in the professionalism and development of our law enforcement officers, uh, not trying to tear them down, criticize them, call them racist, or or otherwise uh, disparage the profession or the men and women who serve in it. So we're going to stand up and keep doing that, as we always have. I, I mentioned earlier in the, you know, as we were talking, the filing deadlines, June 10th, you're on the ballot, obviously, Running for governor, I'm sure you've seen it. Laura Kelly's already spent, um, from what I was told, she spent $800,000 so far attacking you and taking credit for bills that she had nothing to do with. Um, I know you. I know you've been traveling around the state. I've seen you out and about. I've seen you going, you know, crisscrossing the state, talking to folks. Uh, what are you hearing? Because, you know, if you watch TV, it's your you know, back to Brownback and Brownback Brown. You'd think that she was running against Sam Brownback, not you. <laughs> well, I think that's true. Maybe the governor's a bit confused what year it is or who the <laughs> opponent is. I'm not sure about all that. But uh, look, they, they've spent an enormous amount of money in May. You're right. The governor's campaign directly has spent about $800,000 on TV that we've been able to find. But that doesn't count 
the money that some of her dark money allies have also spent. The right. Kansas Values Institute is about a million five. So between the two of them, they spent very close to two and a half million dollars already. And here it is, May. That's, you know, sort of a, an unprecedented early number in Kansas. But I tell you what it says, John, it just says how desperate they are. And they understand that they're playing a hand that's very weak. This is going to be a terrible year for Democrats around the country, including in Kansas. The Laura Kelly squandered three years and did nothing, nothing uh, for the people of the state of Kansas uh, with the trust she was given as governor. And now she spent the last year, you know, running around and, and looking desperately for parades to jump in front of and try to claim credit for other people's work. So, you know, I, I guess I can't begrudge them. Uh, at the end of the day, one thing they have is a whole lot of out-of-state money for special interest groups, and that's what they're trying to play to. It's not going to work. Uh, you ask what Kansans are saying, and they're saying they're ready for a change. They want a center-right state, not an off-to-the-left state. They want strong leadership, not this kind of feckless leadership that uh, we have in the governor's office now. And we're going to give them that strong alternative, and I believe they're going to take it. Well, I know I'm looking forward to it. I, the filing deadline's June 10th. I got to ask, um, I, you know, I know you're looking at lieutenant governor candidates. I haven't had my appointment for my second interview yet, though. I, we, we had that first conversation. When, when are you calling me up for my second interview for lieutenant governor? Because we haven't, you haven't named one yet, so i got to figure I'm still on the list. Yeah, why don't, uh, <laughs> why don't we talk about that when we plan our barbershop quartet, uh, as we talked about at the beginning of the segment, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you on that, John. Yeah, uh, do we have an, I mean, I'm sure you're vetting candidates. People are curious. Have you got, I mean, we're going to find out something soon? Yeah, we will have an announcement soon. And obviously, as the filing deadline's coming up, uh, we have been working very diligently on it. And I feel very, very good about where we are. But uh, we'll have that ready to go soon. Yeah, see, I knew I, I tried to get my name on the ballot. I tried. It was, you know, it's worth a try. You got, you can't blame me. <laughs> General, if folks You'd are... you be a great partner. <laughs> be a great partner. And you know, I have your back, brother. If folks are interested... You're on Twitter at Derek Schmidt KS, and of course the website is SchmidtForKansas.com. If folks are interested, if they want to volunteer, if they want to donate, like you said, I mean, I'm shocked at those numbers, how much the Kansas values and how much Laura Kelly's already spent. But you've got to keep pace with that $2 million. So if they need help, if they want to donate, that's the place to go, right? SchmidtForKansas.com? Absolutely is. I'd be grateful for any help. At the end of the day, it's about people and votes. Uh, the money is a means to an end. We just got we got to do it all. Derek, I appreciate you as always. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you, John. Take care. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, we'll talk about the importance of voting yes on the value them both amendment with former Trump White House Director of Strategic Communications, Mercedes Schlapp, you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. 
exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.